Welcome to the Habs Drive for 25 podcast. Marty here with you guys, and I got the full house. The kids here. I got Boods is here. Buster. First ever all together. I mean, Mike, uh, Mike and Troy haven't even met ever in person. Um, and but two uh, two dedicated hardcore Habs fans. I'm gonna start with Troy actually, because uh, we haven't had our chance to to do a one on one. Troy and I. With everything, the holidays and, and everything going around, well, we just never got to sitting down and doing our one-on-one. So here we are. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been a huge Hab fan all my life, even though a uh, funny story is that uh, I was raised in a Boston home. My father was uh, Boston Bruins, uh, Boston Celtics, uh, New England Patriots. He was a Boston fan, every sport. Uh, I was born in 69, so, uh, you know, when I was five, six, seven years old, you know, starting to get pretty interested in sports. Uh, you know, you had the mid-70s dynasty, right? 76. Yep. 76, I was six years old, right? So, you know, really you know, amazed watching hockey. You know, that Ken Dryden mass was just, like, amazing, right? Like, you know, as a young boy, you always get hooked into the goalies type of thing, right? And, uh, you know, at that age, you know, Gielfler, well, he, best player in the world by far and uh you know I was hooked I was a Montreal fan and uh you know that hooked me ever since and uh you know Steve uh funny story Steve Penny that big run in 84 you know he come out of nowhere and he was like my big hero like I was uh 12 13 years old and I played goal and he was my hero man he just went on his amazing run to the semifinals and uh you know then of course 86 along comes Patrick and He's my uh, my idol now, and you know, watching him uh, win two cups basically by himself and some amazing runs, and you know, kept following his career, and you know, I've loved the Montreal Canadiens, you know, all my life. And, you know, it's been some great moments then. Never never been to cups since '93, but you know, the you know Koivu come back from cancer, and you know, we've seen some uh, you know Carey Price heart season, uh, you know, some some hard stuff. Richard Zednick, that time he got his throat cut like you know like there's been a lot of ups and downs you know some Kovalev magic you know the all-star mm-hmm. games has been the new york five, rangers come back 5-1 oh five, wow one. that's that i have that on i have that on dvd <laughs> yeah that, you know absolutely amazing right you know the the pk uh era you know i was actually at P, that game pk got injured we were myself and my wife were actually at that game as the last game we played in montreal you know we were there and uh you know sad to see him go he bring a lot of excitement to the game and uh, just reading a report today, uh, young Romanov, he brings that kind of excitement to the team is what they're saying now. You got that, you know, not oh, yeah. the PK uh, flair, maybe not the offensive game, not yeah. comparing, uh, but the energy PK yep. bring to the building. Like, you know, he, he was an amazing energy guy. Right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. they're saying the same things about Romanoff, about his energy. He's coming, uh, you know, he's first guy on the ice, you know, last guy off. And he's bringing, you know, he's just passionate and loves hockey. You know, and I love it. You know, it's uh, one of the things I've always enjoyed. I still enjoy watching now, Larry Robinson. You could just see that passion in Robinson. Like Montreal scored a goal. Like you could see the happiness in him. He, like he was dialed in you know i really appreciate that as a as a hockey player as a you know as a guy playing on my life and uh and coaching now even like coaching the kid there uh you know i love to see the passion in the kids you know i can uh as a coach coach uh coach buster 
that uh, I can teach lots of skills, but can't teach patch, passion, you know, and uh, yeah. I, lo- I love to see that in, in our. Uh, it's fun. Teams. Yeah. It's fun when you get players that have passion and that are doing it with, uh, with heart there, you know, they're, they're there for the right reasons, man. So yeah, we have, we have a few of those on our team this year and yeah, coach Buster and myself uh, uh, coach a U uh, 18 uh, team here in our hometown uh, which happens to be our son's teams. His son's one of our goalies, and my son is one of our forwards. And uh, we just have a we have a blast. It's our second year coaching together, and we got a really good vibe in the room and everything. So, Troy, where are you from? Uh, you're from Labrador City, right? Originally, born and raised in Labrador City, 48 years, man. And uh, you know. Uh, Time to retire. I was lucky enough to uh, have a full pension and at 48, which is, you know, a rarity these days in age, this day and age. So decided to uh, move to Moncton. No family ties. All my family live with me. Uh, you know, my uh, immediate family was all deceased. So uh, we just loved doing vacation here on in Moncton uh, throughout the years. Roll the dice. Let's try Moncton and uh, quite happy with our uh, – with our move and you know nice. we've uh you know met great people uh like coach boomer for example you know got coach boomer's the guy i'm gonna know all my life man because uh you know just some people you just click from the minute you meet them and uh can't can't be more happier even just be doing these podcasts stuff like this this is gonna be we're gonna have a great year man talking about the yeah. halves oh yeah, yeah that's exciting super exciting see, what, see what's good and see what's bad and it's gonna be a, hopefully a, a lot of good and it's gonna be a lot of podcasts guys because we're gonna be uh almost every second night pretty much yeah. falls out great it's gonna be yeah. awesome well we're gonna have a good time this year I got the kid too uh he's here with us he's got to go to yeah. school tomorrow so we're gonna get right into what we saw tonight and what uh what we think we're gonna see this year so I'm gonna start with uh boods man uh since we we've been chatting back and forth with uh Buster we're gonna go with boods and say uh what's up boods how you doing did you watch it tonight yeah I did yeah didn't miss a minute um I was really impressed uh to watch some of the lines come together I can see that drew has a different jump in his step. Like, and plus his, some of his interviews that I heard him talk about how he was excited to have, um, he wasn't really necessarily knocking down the past uh, linesmen or line mates that he's had, but he was basically just speaking on how exciting it is to have the type of lines that he has now to the, the line mates that he has to work with. Uh, bigger boys, uh, guys that are fast. Uh, Anderson is surprisingly fast. I didn't realize how fast yeah. he was until I watched him tonight. Wow. It's going to be exciting. I'm excited. Uh, I know every year we've talked about, you know, every year we always say, oh, this is going to be our year. This is going to be an exciting year. This is going to be – and every year it was, you know, us getting excited leading up to the year, even, even with you, the, the kid there. We've, we've always had the chats there right before the season starts. Oh, this could be a good year. We look good on paper and all this. But for – for the real reason this year, I can honestly say it's probably the most excited I have been in a very long time. I just, yeah. I, not just on paper, I've seen on the ice tonight, even Perry, Corey Perry for the Whites. I mean, we obviously know that the White team was, uh, you know, pretty much AHL, right? Mm-hmm. And then they threw, they threw Corey in uh, for a leak and stuff like that. But Corey Perry, I mean. He scored a goal. 
Yeah, I know. A, a very nice tip. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's exactly bring, where he he likes to be. He right? makes his money. Yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be a really good overall pickup for us leadership wise. I just think like we they showed uh, uh, on Instagram seven are seven new faces. Seven seven new faces is a lot of faces, and they're all seven playable faces. They're not just seven yeah. faces like here's seven guys we just kind of picked up to throw in our organization. These are seven guys that actually cracked the line right away. Like Romanov, I'm I'm excited. That guy's got hands for a young player. Yeah, great hands. Oh yeah, I watched him tonight. It's gonna be fun. I'm really excited this year. So uh, overall, I'm excited about what I've seen tonight. I mean, I know they were playing amongst each other, so obviously they weren't trying to hit each other very hard. But uh, earlier, uh, Buster brought up uh, PK comparison to Romanov. Uh, Romanov can definitely hit, like when he yeah. really wants to hit. Oh yeah. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. He's excited to be in Montreal as well, which also makes me excited because nothing as a fan that you like more than to see a new face come over and say, oh, I'm really excited. Like, and you can feel it. Like, it's not just something he's saying to get paid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just to hear himself talk. Or like, Perry's the same way. He's been a Habs fan even when he was a kid. So that's pretty neat. You know, he's, a, he's an Ontario kid, I think, isn't he? From Ontario yeah. or is he from – yeah? Yeah, I think so, so yeah. Right. I mean – it, it's just uh, something you got, to really be excited about. You guys notice I changed all your names? <laughs> I am watching it there. I, I was having a laugh when you were doing it. And, you know, I, I agree on the Corey Perry thing. Like, uh, yeah. You know, you're, from, you know, speaking as a ex-goalie, right? Like, Montreal is going to throw out Gallagher. And then the next line is going to come with Anderson. And then another line is going to come with Perry. Like, we are going to drive the other team nuts. Nuts. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, uh, even from a salary cap perspective, uh, you know, the uh, the three, uh, you know, the four lines have been rolling, basically, even though um, Paul Barnes would look good. But even with Paul Barnes, who's running a contract right now of around three, yeah, three, four, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Wheel on waivers a day, just setting Jordan Wheel down puts Montreal just like a couple of dollars under the salary cap. Crazy. Yeah, just him – just him coming off the books and still carrying uh, 13 fours, including Paul Byron, still puts us like, you know, within a couple of dollars of the salary cap, maybe a couple of dollars over or a couple of dollars under. We're about, I think we're 1.1 over and Jordan Wheel makes 1.4. I wonder yeah, if that's, guys. I wonder if that's like standard across the NHL, if everyone's that, or a lot of teams are that close or is, or if it's just really genius of the Habs. <laughs> yeah, but. Think about all the years that we had eight million, seven million, six million to play with, and we just sat on it. I'm actually happy that we're at the very cusp of the salary cap. That just means that we've actually spent the money, and now let's put it on the ice, right? Like we have an actual full team, four lines that can actually go out there and, like, like Buster said, give the opposition an absolute handful. Like that, it's- which brings to my attention: who do you think centers the fourth line? Is it going to be Evans or is it going to be Paling? I think Evans. Evans probably, yeah. probably Evans, yeah. Yeah. I think Evans got a slight edge, uh, and I mean slight edge. Yeah. Evans is just a bit more complete. He's more defensive, more uh, all-around better, I find. And I think yeah. he's, he's impressed the club more than Paling has. Paling, yep. Paling I, I've heard, like, you know, in few reports through the media's, the mainstream media's, that 
he enjoys he's he's enjoyed his good times. He hasn't been as serious maybe as they would have liked for him to be uh, is what I understood from him. Too bad, big boy. And uh, obviously, you know, he does have some skill, but maybe it'll take a year or two more for Paley. Maybe he'll have to move to another team. But uh, it seems like that the organization really likes Jake Evans. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, you know, he brings that energy game again. And guess what? If uh, Paley doesn't make the big club or, you know, uh, Evans, they decide uh, to send him down. Whoever goes down is your number one center. If, pretty uh, much. So pretty much. So going to get a major amount of ice time. And if yep. uh, if uh, Danano happens to move on with his contract, well, guess what? You know, that's our that's our fort line center in the future. And we're still sitting there with, you know, Suzuki and, and KK as, as our one and two centers. Danano, he's talking like it's 1987, boys. Dandino used to play for the Habs in 87. You're talking oh. Dano, right? <laughs> Dano, yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close. Close. One, no. le- one less D. We got Dano now. I think I like Dano better than Dandino. Absolutely. Yeah, but he'll, he might go. It's true. It's true, Troy. He might go. And uh, you're going to see uh, that we do have some depth. I'm just uh, – actually, I'm, I'm pretty confident in the fact that Suzuki and KK are going to become our one, one and two punch, right? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Well, what do yeah. you think of the comment today with uh, uh, Philip that, that he said, uh, I'll be playing to my fair market value? He made that comment today to the mm-hmm. Montreal media. Yeah. Well, I think I watched the whole interview, and I think that uh, the way that, that he was explaining it was that he plans on supporting the young guys. He, he knows that there's a lot of talent, and he's going to do what the coach asked for him. He's going to respect his contract to his – He's a true team player. He's yep. just value, and, yeah, he's got the CH tattooed on his heart. So he's not – I don't think he's going to slack off this year or try to, try to be a – a rotten apple there in in the room. I mean, he's got a lot more class than that. And he's shown that he does have, uh, you know, he, he does have great leadership as well. And he's, I think, but he's in kind of in a, in a position that must be a bit uncomfortable for him just a bit. Cause he's just on that bubble age where he's got his big contract coming would have been a great opportunity. But now with all the additions to the, to the team, he kind of, well, he kind of falls back a little bit into like, a normal player and he was like the up and coming Bergeron. So he felt probably he was going to cash in a bit more. Right. Yeah, and no, true. And he's, he's in a contract situation. I'm just looking at cap friendly now and he only makes 3.1 million. And, uh, you know, we got a bunch of unrestricted free agents next year. I mean, Tatar, uh, uh, Joel Armia, uh, you know, uh, speaking of which, yeah, Joel Armia a lot. every time, eh? Every time. Every time he handles the puck, we say it. Jake, uh, the kid, yeah. Jake and I, we say it. Every time we say Armia, eh? Holy Mac, he's, he's got such great hands and and just the way that protects he protects the puck very well. The puck and handles the puck and holy Mac, like I don't know what's missing, but he just seems like he's he I don't know, he's an amazing player, but he's like he just he He's a momentum player. He's missing. Watch, watch. Yeah, but watch him. Watch, like, there's, like, last year there would be, like, three or four games where he was, like, unbelievable. Score two goals here. The next game scored a goal. The next game, and a game after that, he scored another one. Yeah. He's a momentum type of player. So when things are going amazing for him, things are going good, he gets in that little groove, 
that's that's where he excels. But the minute the team starts to slide a little bit, he falls off the plateau. I find anyway. He, he's a very streaky. Um, not a streaky goal scorer, just a streaky, like a momentum player, like a player that feeds off successes of momentum. I, I don't know. That's that's how he comes across. But yes, he he's does a big have boy. Hands for a big guy. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of big boys. That's that's one thing I'm so excited for the first time. I can actually say that we're not midgets. We're not. We're not. We're not the Smurf team. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Think about yeah. it. All those years, you know, the little, all the little guys, Koivu, uh, Drouin, uh, the list goes on and on. Byron. Now we can actually say we got guys like Toffoli, Anderson, uh, even Edmonds. Uh, Ed, is it Edmondson or Edmund? Edmondson. Yeah, Edmondson. Edmondson yeah. yeah. You know, on the line, uh, we have a lot of big boys like. Even Petrie's considered a decent size. Like, he's not super little or nothing. You know, we have, like, a really solid team. Like, very solid Charot. all the way through. Charot. Charot is very big boy. And uh, they're talking about it tonight. Uh, Cal Fleury is just right there. He's right there. He's on the yeah. cusp of making – he's going to be something special, they said, just based on some of the things that they saw from him. He may not make the cut this year right away, but uh, if he goes down to the, to the A, which obviously is where he's going to go – uh, I'm I'm with Buster like a while ago when you mentioned uh, you know Paling or Evans or whoever goes down they're going to be number one center they're going to get lots of playing time. Kale Flurry will be in the number one pairing guaranteed in the Laval system and he's just going to get bigger and or better and better and better. He's already big, so you know. Uh, what do you guys think about having like four lines like and rotating them like at a speed where? Like, even the third line, even if Dano is the third line center, like, he should be able to get enough playing time. It's not like as if, like, in the old days when you used to run one, two, three, and then back one, two, one, two, then go three, and then once in a blue moon, you'd see line four. The way I understand it, they want to run them one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and then, and if the game is, you know, where they need to bring some talent more on the ice more often, then they'll stick to maybe rotating three and the fourth line wouldn't get play or whatever. But right now, from what I understand, they want to roll. They want to roll four lines: one, two, three, four, bang; one, two, three, four, bang. The first line stays out maybe a little bit longer than the fourth line, but at the end of the day, I'm excited to see what that's going to bring as far as energy goes. The, the Habs have more depth than we've ever seen with fourth line players that could be on the third or even second line in some yep. cases. Yep, absolutely. There's, there's two models the NHL is going to use right now. You got the Montreal model, which is showing a lot of depth or you got a top-heavy Toronto-style roster. And I think this year, especially playing every second night, depth is going to be hugely important. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really going to benefit Montreal. I think so, too. I I honestly do. I think when you roll four lines, you don't wear out out your your main guys all the time, right? No, and you especially heart and soul guys, you know, like – you know, the Gallagher, Gallagher Anderson, yeah. Perry, he needs I mean, a break. 110 percent all the time, right? Yeah, you know, Gally, Gallagher Gally, must love these two guys on the team. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh yeah. And Galley shouldn't play more than 13 to 15 minutes a game anyway, because every single second that he plays, it's, he's giving it 150 percent all the time, and he's wearing himself out. But at, but he's doing it right. I just don't think it's a guy that can handle that many that many more minutes because no sometimes i i mention it to jacob often and i think uh you you noticed as well uh, jacob but mm-hmm. uh you know we noticed that he's he's just out of fuel he's drained he's got nothing left and he's only been on yep. the ice 24 seconds 
Well, it's because he's already played 17 or 18 minutes in the game. And he's hard minutes, some hard, hard minutes. Right. And he's not a big, big, big boy. So, and he gives himself really hard. So anything you start pushing over 14, 13, 14, 15 minutes a game. And I'd be curious to see his ice time on a regular basis last year or the year before compared to this year. Yeah. Uh, this year with the new additions, how they'll be well, able we could. to scale them back just like two minutes off, you know? You could. You could actually wait wait till we're about five to ten games in this season, and you'll probably be able to make your comparison. I'm very curious to see myself because I think you're right. I think he probably yeah. played like, you know, 17, 18, 20 minutes last mm-hmm. year. And that's too much and, for him. Yeah, and this year you'll probably see him down to about 14. 14 is a good time. Like that's, you know. 14, yeah, I, I agree 100%. And, you know, Gallagher, uh, we still think he's a little kid, but Gallagher is 28 years old now. Exactly. Right? He's getting up there. You no, know, that's uh, – he's probably been playing – this is probably his seventh or eighth year NHL-wide because he's been there since he's been pretty young. Him and uh, Galchenyuk come there at the same time. Yep. yep. And, uh, like I said, he's – every every minute's been hired with Gallagher for, you know – Never takes a break. Season. Never takes a shift off. I love that guy. Since I used junior. to always say – yeah. Oh, yeah. He he. I, I watched an interview with him, and he used to freak out so bad and hate hate losing so bad that he'd he'd play ball hockey with his friends, and he, they'd lose, and he'd take his he'd lose one game, and he'd get pissed off. He'd take his net and go home. Yeah. <laughs> so they couldn't continue yeah. playing. He took his net. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. He hates play. He hates losing. He gives himself. Oh, he's a competitor. He's yeah. that's just his nature. Like, yeah. and and I we love that. We've talked. Remember, we talked about this before, Boomer. If we said, unfortunately, uh, obviously it wouldn't work out because I mean he's not a very big guy. But if we could have twenty Gallagher's uh, on a team, like you'd have like a team that would absolutely, uh, completely wear out another team, like physically, mentally, like. You ask any defense that have ever had to play against Gallagher in front of the net, including big seven-foot Chera or however tall he is, the monster, he said Gallagher is one of the hardest guys he's ever had to play like against in front of the net. That's a very big compliment. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he, when he plants his feet, he even though he's little, he doesn't want to get out of there. You're going to have to literally pick him up and get him out of there, which is obviously illegal, right? So That's why you should cut his minutes a little bit and yeah. let, him, let him go Let hard. him, let him rest, he, yeah. He plays that way, so you're not going to change him. No. No. Nothing's going to change. So, I mean, you know, we'll say Gallagher's line is number one line, him and Tatar and Philo uh, Deno. And uh, so then you're probably throwing out uh, the Suzuki line second. He's playing with Drew yep. and Anderson. Like, I can't think of a – so our third line, we're probably throwing out uh, Tafali, KK, and Joe Armia. Like, that's, I know. that's our third line? Yeah. Like, yeah. Let, let's let's uh, look around the league right now. Give me a better third line. I can't exactly, think of yeah. one right now. Right off the top of my head, I can't. I'd have to really – and I don't know if you could find one. Like, oh, no. and I think even five-on-five, five, like the Dano line last year and the year before, they were dominant five-on-five. Um, create a lot of chances. That's the, that's their thing on five on five that first line for the Habs. Uh, they were pretty much the best line uh, for generating chances. It's a well-balanced line. So we can always revert back to that one. And you name the three lines. You still forgot you or you haven't named yet. You know, our players like Byron tonight who scored a PK goal. Once again, a signature Byron goal. 
which is yep. a big, big element. Lekkonen that kills huge minutes on penalties. And that's yep. kind of a, one of those hybrid players that's hidden, that it's a hidden gem, man. Like yep. Le- oh, Lekkonen for me, yeah. is, you know, is still a sort of a hidden gem. So I think, I think, I think we all agree that obviously we're all excited. It's the start of the year and uh, we haven't lost a game yet. So we're, uh, <laughs> we're a uh, perfect record. Yeah. We're all hoppity hop there with our team, but it's the most complete team that I can imagine in a very long time when you start yeah. comparing. Absolutely. I, I love to, you know, we go back again to the dip. So say Evans is our fourth line center with say uh, Frolik and Perry. Say that's our fourth line. Yeah. It, look, it looks that way. So, I mean, you guys, you know, you got, you got a Lekkonen and a Paul Barn and a Jordan Wheel and a, a, a polling. Just, like, these are, like, spare parts. I hate to say it. Again, it goes back to your depth. Like, these guys. That's how deep we are. Yeah. Like, we, the guys yeah, that are scratched are better than some guys that are on the ago, line. A defense, like, thank God we had him. He's not going to make the team this year. Who? We had no choice but to use Victor Mate. Not that he played bad. I, I liked him, but, uh, you know, small guy, moved the puck a bit. But yeah. He was our outer number one pairing two years ago by default. Yeah. 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 Now he's not going to make the team. Yeah, pretty No much. more default. Oh, which brings to my attention, that's a good point there that you bring up, Buster. Uh, speaking of depth and stuff, the out of the seven or – was it seven or nine players that we put on uh, a balance nine. today? Yeah. Nine? nine? Out of the yeah. nine – who do you think would be a loss if they were to go away? Like I can tell you, I have somebody in my head right now that I don't want to see picked up by somebody else. Uh, Noah Jolson. I just feel yeah, like yeah, Jolson. He, has, he, he still can give something to a team. And uh, I think he's going to go though. I think somebody's going to grab him. He, they'd be stupid not to. He hasn't really had a chance to prove himself, but the well, times that he did his injuries. Yeah, I know. But the times that he did prove himself, he was solid. We both, we all said that. We loved that kid. Uh, well, even injuries. tonight, he looked good. Yeah, yeah. He I, I good thought tonight. he looked good tonight. Good speed. What do you think is going to happen to? What do you think is going to happen to Jordan Wheel? I think he's gone. I think somebody's going to grab him. He's a good little grinder, and like he's not going to just go play for Laval. I, I, I can't. I see just, it. I just think it's a different situation this year, Mike. Yeah, uh, for boots. the first time. No, yeah. it's a different situation, meaning that they're not going to get picked up as easily as they would have got picked up in the past. Because of the quarantine. Because of the taxi squads that are already and which are are pushing some of the salary caps to the max and they have to do gymnastics to get around it and to make it work to pick up a player. Um and also because of the quarantines that right. if you switch city, I think you have to do the two week quarantine or ten days or whatever and And that's a lot this year with the, the way yeah. the schedule is. So I'm not sure that huge actually impact uh, that that'll actually anybody will get picked up. But if anything, I think Wheel would be picked up. Jolson's Jolson's yep. a, a good pickup uh, for for any team and a good option. But really, you look at your you look at our depth and the guys that we're keeping and the guys that we're protecting. I mean, you still you still have a lot of you still have a lot of pieces that you know you want to keep before you keep Jolson. Jolson hasn't done anything yet. No, correct. Mete has played some minutes, some big minutes. Well, that. Uh, Wallet's played some minutes, uh, but also uh, Kulak. Uh, you got also um, Flurry. You know, so oh, there's some yeah, depth. Those, there. Yeah, those two names you just mentioned, Flurry and Flurry and Wallet. Guaranteed, anybody gets hurt on the on the defense this year, those one of those two guys is getting called up right away. 
Yeah. I yeah, I I'd probably say, but I I love Kulak. Is he our seventh? Is he sitting on the bench as our seventh? What what okay, Kulak's what is our the, what is our defense? What are what's our defensive pairings right now? Kulak's playing with Romanov on the third pairing, I think. And then there's Edmondson and Petrie on the second pairing and Sherratt and Weber on the first pairing. So there you go. That's what it was tonight, at least. That's what's been all camp. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our pairing then. So Kulak is in. And then Mete would be the seventh D. Mete yeah. would be our rotator in case. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Possible, whatever. But, And then I was looking at the power play, Galley, KK, Anderson up front. And then oh. Drouin, Suzuki, Toffoli. Wow. That's the two, waves, the two waves they were showing tonight. And on the PP, you have on defense, Romanov on the right and Tatar on the left. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but it's only Romanov on the point. They're using one point man, and and Tatar's really working yeah. the working the the boards on that side. The perimeter, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, um, but he's very uh, Romanov's really solid to 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 ha- to anticipate the play. He's very yeah. Dialed, he looks, dialed he in. He looks aware of of his around. Of his yeah, he's dialed, dialed in for sure. So uh, it's yeah, it's it's exciting. Josh Josh Anderson Josh Anderson. Is so fluid, so huge, and so fast. Mm-hmm. So fast. Really surprising to see him. Wow. I watched his highlights so uh, a couple nights ago. I watched highlights of Josh Anderson, and his speed just caught me by surprise. I was, I was like, who's this? this it didn't seem like, like a player. Because of his size, eh? Because he's Yeah, big, exactly. Yeah. And he doesn't even I, – I looked at him tonight, and he doesn't even take that many strides. He just has a powerful stride. Yep. And uh, he's just so smooth in his skating. There was a play tonight that happened. He cut through the middle between the two defense, and he did it so yeah. fast. When I looked at his number, 17, I got all confused. I, I thought for a second, was I watching, like, a young Gel- – uh, 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 what was his name for uh, – he played for us uh, last year or the year before last. Uh, Kovalchuk. Kovalchuk? Yeah. It looked like a young version of Kovalchuk going through the middle super fast because number 17. And then I got all mixed up thinking number 27 when Kovalev came to our team when he still had a little bit of speed left. Like he just – everything embottled into one, like super fast coming through the middle with size. Yeah. Like it's like this is ridiculous. Like that's – this is going to be fun to watch. Like he, and he loves finish, to go in the yeah. corners. If he's got No, but finish, he loves to go in the corners. Yeah. As long as he uses his body and he puts pucks in the net. Yeah. Yep. And I tell you, a brilliant acquisition for Montreal we haven't even talked about. And I'm going to be a little uh, favoritism toward goalies. Jake no, Allen. it is, though. No, it that's cool. Is, especially this year with a shortened season. We see yeah. what Carey Price can do. And with any puck luck at all, we would have beat Philly. Uh, yeah, down to for sure, 100%. One night, Montreal, I think last two nutting or something like that, we had – you know, the, the goal post was the MVP for Philly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, mean, was, I did, oh, I did the math uh, the other day, and eight, eight out of 12 goals for Philadelphia in that series were deflections or own goals by the Habs defensemen. Or yeah, players. absolutely. And, you know, uh, you know, we'll say, we'll go on about Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard and all these, and people say Carey Price is too old. And Carey Price is younger than these goalies. He's yeah, he's yeah. I mean, Jake Allen – just Jake Allen alone on a normal season, our backup goalies were getting this 
about 12 points a year. Price is getting the rest. Yeah. Getting tired playing, you know, you know, he led the league oh, yeah, last year, sure. uh, games played, which is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Because why? Why was he leading the league in games played? Because we, our backups couldn't get us a point. Jake exactly. Allen alone in a regular season gives us, we went from an 85 point team. He's Jake Allen gives us another 15 or 20 points. You know, that puts us in easily just him alone. It's, yeah. it's really a pick up and then they sign him for actually less for the two seasons after. I mean, we got Carl, we're paying Carl Eisner almost $4 Eisner? million dollars this year. That's yeah. right. He's well, still, he's, he's still on our, uh, we're still paying him, yeah. Yeah, it's three point nine million something this year. Then it drops to the one point nine million a year after, and then something like eight hundred thousand for two seasons more. What a cost! Like four million bucks yeah. this year. Holy! Fuck. That was a boo boo. That was a boo boo. Yeah. So it goes back to Jordan Wheel. Like just Jordan Wheel alone going down the minors. This roster stays the same, and we're under the salary cap by about three hundred thousand. So that yeah, probably a combination of depth and. Um, just salary, you know, he, he's going to be a victim of the salary cap and, yeah. and team debt. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds. Uh, I watched the Toronto game. Uh, yes. Last night, uh, the inner squad game. Um, I thought the presentation was actually better than the Montreal one tonight. So they should get their shit together next year, RDS and, uh, and the Habs, but Toronto's, uh, inner squad last night, it was actually really good on Sportsnet. The, the announcers weren't great. There were like C class announcers there, like Rogers, yeah. Rogers Cable kind of local. Yeah. Yeah. But but the actual picture tonight, I didn't like the picture. Uh, it Quality, was, yeah. Yeah, the the main camera was actually like blurry, so it was yeah hard to follow yeah. and hard to tell the numbers. I agree. I Anyways, agree. I'm sure they'll be able to fix that for next year. Thanks. We still appreciate the the peak that we got tonight, but it would have been great if it would have been HD. Yeah. All that to say. That it starts on Wednesday against Toronto. And I'll tell you something right now. Toronto, Predictions? I, I wouldn't fucking count them out, man. I wouldn't count no, them out. Count I was watching Toronto. them last night, man. Whew. Nylander. Marner. Marner's amazing. What a player. What an amazing player. And then you start looking at their depth, you know. Yeah, they got Tavares. Tavares, whatever. But he's still a solid, you know, player. <laughs> still John Tavares, yeah. Not my favorite, but Matthews. You look down the list, it's just it's, – it's, Robertson, that new kid, man, he's 5'8", 170 pounds, he's, but he's fire, man. He's fire. But you even keep looking further. Hyman, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at uh, Spencer, Jor Thornton, you know. They're, they're they got not, a lot of depth too, yeah. Yeah, they're not bad at all. But, I mean, I think they're probably – I think in the Canadian, they could become our well. Not they've always been our rival, but they could become our our literally like our toughest challenge back and forth. They're all going to be tough, I think. Yeah, well, I'm afraid of Calgary uh, this season. The most interesting thing about the Canadian division, we will have a Canadian team in the semifinals. Yeah, yeah. It's the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You well, were saying. The kid, you were saying Calgary's, you're, you're afraid of Calgary? Yeah, well, they recently acquired uh, Jacob Markstrom, who I think is a very good goaltender, and it fixes one of their biggest problems. And they have tremendous uh, like players. 
Gidro, uh, Kachuk, Giordano, you know, they're, they're just a good team. And I, I think, I think uh, they're, they're not a team to look at and think that it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be tough, especially playing against Kachuk. He's, He's going to be tough to play against. And uh, it's actually going to be fun to watch. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch all the Canadian teams playing each other. I think it's going to yeah. be a blast. Like, you're going to get to see Winnipeg more often. You're going to get to see teams like that that you don't get to see very often, like Edmonton, like Dreisaitl and McDavid. Do I want to? I don't really like playing against them, but they're still fun to watch. And it'll be hopefully that much sweeter when we can say we beat that team. Right? Yeah. It's going to so be different. The, uh, Who's your prediction for the three Canadian teams that don't make the playoffs? I mean, Ottawa's improved. They're very young. I think I think we can all yeah. think Ottawa probably not going to make it. Probably. Uh, I think, personally, I, I'm going to go on. There's always upsets. That's why we play sports. I think Vancouver is taking a huge step backwards with their yeah. back. Like, um, Holtby has not played well last three seasons in Washington. No, he's not the goalie he used to be. Nope, and uh, D'Amico had an average regular season. He stood on his head in the playoffs there for a game or two, but and uh, they lost their, their some of their uh, chemistry. They they really, really despise losing uh, to Foley. Actually, to be honest. Yeah. Yep. We're glad to have him. <laughs> I think. I think. Yeah, we're glad to have him. Uh, I think Vancouver is not going to make it. Okay. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised. And my Keep going. Team, I want to hear I, I your third. It's going to be a dogfight between Winnipeg and uh, the Oilers, and I'm going to give Winnipeg just a cut. I don't think the Oilers will make it. That's my prediction. It's so hard to imagine McDavid not making the playoffs. Yeah, like, really. Yeah. But it's still possible too. He's going to let him down again. To be honest with you. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the kid. What are your predictions for the three Canadian teams that not, that don't make the playoffs? So who's in Nets in Edmonton this year? I just want to know. You got uh, that. Still uh, Smith. Mike Smith Koskinen and, and Smith. Uh, uh, Niskanen or something. I can't remember his name. Koskinen. Koskinen. Yes, yeah, yeah. 40-odd games in the NHL. Okay. And um, yeah, for me, for me, uh, I think, once again, Ottawa, okay. they, they have made improvements, and I think they might even be looking to get Dubois. I, I've seen little rumors. Okay. But uh, I think they're just not quite there yet. Okay. And then I can agree with Vancouver. They made a ma- major step back. Uh, I would not be surprised to see them miss the playoffs. And then I, I don't know. Winnipeg could be an option. I, I guess I'll say, I guess I'll say Winnipeg. Okay, we'll go with. I think, uh, uh, I think they're good. I think Winnipeg's really good, but you know, if especially right. if they get injury issues like they did in the playoffs, they they were nothing in the playoffs without. Uh, Wheeler, I think, is who they lost, or Shifley. Yep, Shifley so, was out. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to go next, Boomer? Or do you want me to take the my three? I'm really not good on predictions. Uh, I'll I'll say my predictions though. I'll say uh, Ottawa's not going to make it, and uh, Winnipeg won't make it, and um, yeah, I'll go with Vancouver not making it. Okay, you guys want, wait to hear my predictions because they're a little bit different. Except for Ottawa, I'll stick with Ottawa for sure. But I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Calgary not making it. Um, I just don't think they're as deep as as n- not to go against what the kid said because I agreed with 
some of the players you named are top-notch players. That's Diano. all right. We're, we're recording, so we can go back to the files to six months later, later and double-check yeah, exactly. if you were right or wrong. Right. Okay, well, I'm going with Ottawa, Calgary. He's not making it. And I'm going to go with um, – it's a toss-up between Vancouver and Winnipeg, and it's all going to come down to if Winnipeg stays healthy, then Vancouver doesn't make it. If Winnipeg yeah. has injury issues – and I know we can't pick more than three, so I'm going to go with – I'm just going to go with the fact that Winnipeg stays healthy. I'm going to go Ottawa, Calgary, Vancouver. Don't make it. Those are my three. And I think there's for... no one. Oh, no one. Oh, no ahead. one is safe this year. No one's no. safe this year. Not in the no, Canadian. No. It could be. No, it could be, be anyone. It could be yeah, really any hard. range of of teams. Yep. It's going to come down to every night. What do you What are you going to give every night? You got 55 yeah. games to give you everything you have, and I just hope Montreal can come out every single night don't take any nights off no shifts off and i want uh, i i'm assuming this is probably going to come to an end here this conversation so i'd like to know everybody's prediction for wednesday night's game i have one in my head already for the montreal toronto game i'm going montreal 3-2 in regulation right. uh, nope 3-2 in either overtime or shootout because they always seem to get me on my edge of my seat they can't just finish the game in normal time they always have to get that a little extra in so yeah I'm but it's go a different two. team this year yeah yeah but i'm gonna go three two i'm gonna go they're gonna fight back and forth and i'm gonna go three two and and shoot out overtime montreal all right the kid that's my right. prediction for me oh this is really a tough one i think this first game is gonna be really important to kind of set the the scene for for what to expect this season but I think the Habs might come out on top. That might be a bit of bias right there, but the Habs come out on top. I'll go 4-2 with an empty netter. Nice. Buster. Buster? I'm going uh, going to go with Montreal here. and uh, <laughs> I think we'll go a little bit higher scoring uh, based on uh, not a lot of practice time or game time for uh, – systems and goalies and whatnot, but I'm going to go with uh, 5-3 for Montreal. Oh, that's that'd be a... I would score. like that. Yeah, that'd be great. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to go pretty much in the same area as uh, Buster, because I was thinking high scoring uh, mm -hmm. because of the lack of practice in training camp. So uh, I'll say 6-4 uh, Montreal. Nice. Oof. I want I want Price to get a really good season this year. So as low as the <laughs> score gets, that's good for me. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be a rough couple first games for everybody. Yeah. yeah probably to get right. systems dialed in and uh, you know everything. There's going to be some mistakes. There's going to be a lot of mistakes. You're going to yeah, see a lot yeah. of error, errors and penalties probably because they're out of yep. breath, so they'll be hooking or you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see some of that. But hey, we're going to see on Wednesday. This was our first official uh, hanging out, all of us together. It was a good time. It's fun to chat the Habs. And, hey, for anybody who is listening, it's all about the Habs all the time. And we're going to – no matter who shows up, there's going to be a podcast after every game breaking down the game. All season. Sounds awesome. I can't wait. All right. Yep. Hopefully we'll be this cheery after every game. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it'd be yeah, nice. Yeah, I think there. If if we're not if we're not cheery, you you may you may want to censor censorship uh, <laughs> this podcast. No, it's an explicit podcast. It's already marked well, that, as explicit, so we're safe. Good. And I think I swore once or twice tonight already, so we're good. Yeah, but that's just a warm up. When we, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. you know what we get like, you know what we get like when <laughs> when we don't. And plus, don't when COVID, 
COVID goes back to, you know, yellow or, or even a bit better than that, we'll be at, look at Troy's nice uh, hockey cave. Uh, perfect for the Habs fans. And uh, so we'll have to definitely do uh, watch a game here, watch a game there. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and hang yeah. out. So. Do, do a live stream of the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. We can do a roundtable discussion around the mic. That'd be all right too. Have a yeah. podcast that's yeah. live, like like well, a well, yeah. it is live, but like have a live like in person podcast. Yeah, like on a live Saturday on a Saturday night when we're yellow or whatever, it'll be it'll yeah. work out. Yeah. But Just for like now, Joe Logan and his guests. Yeah. For now, we can hang out on Zoom and uh, at least get the feelings out. Hopefully, mostly all good feelings and good vibes. But once in a while, yeah, there'll be some uh, losing shit and uh, some swearing yeah. and some. Some flair. Yeah, we can't win them all. We can't win them all. Yeah. Well, at least I won't have Domi to complain at this year. I'll just have <laughs> Drouin, so. <laughs> Drouin, Drouin's looking good, though. He's looking I'm good, excited. so I'm excited I'm for him. For I think I'm off his case. I think, you know, the fact that Domi's gone is going to really uh, put yep. Drouin back I think you're going to see a different, and, you're and see a different Drouin. Drew and Suzuki together are looking good, I think. Lots of chemistry right there. We shall Thank see. You. Let's have fun. Take care, everybody. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. The Habs Drive for 25 podcast with Boots, Boomer, Buster, and the Kid. Peace, everyone.